Alright folks, this is Rabble Rousing Richburg. What? Tornado? So the full house be the straight or vice versa? Um full house depends on the straight, if it's a royal uh, straight. Uh, and here's the and here's the other question. <coughs> if we have a full house, where's Bob Saget? Uh oh. Alright. Well, we're live, sort of. Anyway. Uh, we got a lot to cover. We got a big guest tonight. Uh, we got uh, Lodoon Sincade. He's been around the mixed martial arts world for quite a long time. Trying to get a fight, and uh, we're going to have him on the show tonight. Talk to him about that. That's at 9 o'clock. And uh, don't be watching that stupid debate, because you're going you're gonna to vote for Donald Trump anyway, because he's for combat sports, right? Right. <laughs> well, and Mike Tyson endorsed him. I have uh, video evidence. I'm going to post on the blog later. So get your ducks in a row for for Donald. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no, but uh, Lodoon, he's trying to get a fight. Uh, I don't have his uh, record right in front of me, but I'm going to get it up. But we have um, a lot of stuff to cover um, for news. But uh, I'm going to try to keep it uh, to this first hour so we can just do the interview. And that's the end of the show this week. Uh, that way it would be better. Last week we kind of uh, just got the interview recorded. Something happened screwy with the uh, recording. So my computer reset before I could fix everything. So it's another pitfall of dealing with a new company. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. This week, everything's uh, doing good so far. Everybody's in range. Good stuff. Uh, but, uh, we have a big story to talk about as far as last week's UFC Fight Night 82. Stephen Thompson, the Wonder Boy, took out Johnny Hendricks pretty quickly. First round TKO. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Some vicious boxing and uh, kicking. Uh, one thing that uh, I don't think hurt Johnny Hendricks that much, but impressed me so much, was the side kick to the forehead that <laughs> Stephen landed on him. I might have been to the jaw or the nose. I don't know. It was so quick. But I would never see anybody do well, that so it, easily it, in a fight. You know, if, if you remember when we had Sean uh, Jordan on, and I was doing my recap of um, <clears throat> the evolution of MMA, and... <sighs> I kind of predicted five years ago that we would be seeing more traditional techniques employed. I never thought it would go to that extent. I mean, that was almost like pure, um, like just a lot of uh, traditional karate and taekwondo stuff. Spinning kicks, like you said, side kicks, stuff that just has not worked nearly to the extent that people thought it would when the UFC started. So Stephen Thompson's taken it to a whole other level. Just, uh, got a very difficult style to deal with in the future. I think he definitely put the rest of that division on <laughs> on notice. Be prepared. Yes. And uh, I think they have more boxing this weekend than they do. Uh, mixed martial arts. There's absolutely nothing that I can find except for local events going on this weekend. Uh, nothing televised that I know of. But, of course, next weekend is the big uh, fight between Hoyce Gracie and... Um, uh, Ken Shamrock, and and the preview of that is former guest Ken Shamrock. We should say we'll have something. 
Um, but uh, plenty to talk about on this this card before we get done with it. Uh, Stephen Thompson did an outstanding job there against Hendricks. I used every tool very well. One thing I noticed too is uh, the right hand. He was just so accurate with that right hand. And, and uh, one thing that I've always criticized um, Machida's karate for is that uh, he didn't use his hands enough. He just kind of waited for the guy to come to him, and then um, I thought he used his uh, his feet way more than his hands and waited too long when he should have been jabbing and. Uh, a lot of fights, uh, people were intimidated enough to stay back, but once people started pressing him with jabs, he didn't do so well. But Steven uh, had the one-two going like a, uh, you wouldn't believe, like a professional boxer. Uh, just one-two punches, and Hendricks just just folded under the pressure, basically. You know, and, and as uh, I, I believe I had said before that fight, the problem uh, when you're going up against a guy like Steven Thompson is getting someone to mimic him in sparring. Yeah. Because it's it, it just he was doing that, uh, again, stuff that you'd see at a point karate tournament or some of the old <laughs> taekwondo things I used to compete at, that uh, that stance where you're like 180 degrees, you're just you're not squared up at all, you're the exact opposite, and then doing that pogo stuff. And normally that has just been proven not to work. But right. he was able to do everything he wanted to do. And I think after the first two minutes of that, Johnny started... You know, I started looking at and seeing that look in Johnny's face like, what in the world is this guy doing? Why can't I get to him? And I will say that uh, Stephen Thompson just didn't have karate. He had spent a lot of time on takedown defense with Chris, Chris Weidman right. and his wrestling. So I think that was the key. When Johnny could not get that takedown, and Thompson went right back to that bouncing and then that, that insane lateral movement and that pinpoint accuracy, I kind of thought at that point that but you kind of reminded I mean, me a little bit of Dominic Cruz, where he had his hands down a lot. You know, that's why I say the karate reference, because that's kind of the way mm -hmm. uh, Mashita was too. Um, yeah. But you know, you do that sometimes for balance, for kicks more than anything. And uh, he he's one of those rare individuals who can make it work. But you know, right. the reach thing was also a factor because Johnny Hendricks has short arms. Stephen Thompson has long arms. I mean, Tony knows this concept. Oh, I MMA. Uh, short arms, uh, you have to be very aggressive. You have to go for body shots when you have short arms, right? And, and, and you know, the uh, surprising thing here is Johnny Hendricks had always had a chin made out of concrete. Yeah. This is the first time I'd seen him crumble like that. So good stuff there in the main event. Roy Nelson, talk about boxing. Um, he, he not only beat Jared Russell. He said some shit like, um, well, he's not a fighter. He's just an athlete after the fight. <laughs> I did not watch this fight, actually. I missed it somehow. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, uh, I did not watch this one. I think I, I watched the main event somehow and missed the Ovin same pro fight and the Rafa versus Rafael. And I saw Benavidez versus Makovsky and a couple ones before that, but that was it. But thankfully, they're replaying it right now. Uh, Fox Sports 1, so uh, I'll try not to watch it while we're doing the show, but I'll get to see it anyway. Uh, yeah, Roy Nelson uh, beat Jared Rocho by unanimous decision. Uh, also, Ovin St. Pro beat uh, Rafael Cavalcante by unanimous decision, and Joseph Benavidez beat Zach Makowski by unanimous decision. So uh, it was a lot of uh, full fights up until the main event there ended quickly. 
before that, a couple knockouts. Uh, well, commission submission by neck crank by uh, Misha Serkunov over Alex Nicholson. Mike Pyle, he's fighting right now on Fox Sports 1. Not right now, as in uh, while you're listening to this broadcast because we're recorded. But, uh, yeah, Mike Pyle is fighting uh, as I'm recording this. Sean Spencer, and he's going to knock him out in the third round, I think. I've got what, a con- what a consummate pro Mike Pyle is. I guess he's 40 <laughs> years old and just is, uh, just really was so together in that fight. I had him losing the first round, but then he just took charge and just followed his game plan to a tee. Yeah. Just a pleasure to watch. Another guy used his reach to his advantage in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, at times I could see he's got his hands low, too. Uh, before that, uh, Josh Berkman took out K.J. Noons by unanimous decision. Derek Luke, uh, Lewis had one of the only knockouts of the night over Damian Grabowski. First round, 217 in. That was a nasty one. Uh, Justin Scoggins beat uh, Ray Borg by unanimous decision. Diego Rivas beat Noah Lahat by flying knee knockout. Uh, Mickey Gall beat uh, Mike Jackson by rear naked choke submission. He also found out that uh, CM Punk uh, ducked him by having back surgery. This came out yesterday. He's ducking Mickey Gall. Nobody ever heard this guy. Well, oh, I, I, I didn't hear this, uh, so that fight is off now. fight is off now. That was supposed to be CM Punk's first fight in the UFC. Everybody's like, whoa, what's taking him so long, blah, blah, blah. Now CM Punk's like, ah, no, no, I don't want that fight. I'm, I got to have back surgery. So, yeah. Oh, really? This was just announced yesterday. Yes, just yesterday. <laughs> Can you believe it? Breaking news oh, for Tom. Uh, Wow. Breaking news. Broken back. I got a broken back. We need that clip from Mike Tyson. My back is oh, no. broken. My back is broken. <laughs> my back is broken. My back is broken. <laughs> Man. Well. Mm. It's crazy. All right. So, boxing. What do we got going on in the boxing world, Tony? What don't we have going on? I should ask. So, we didn't have really anything going on last weekend, I'll tell you that. What? <laughs> what happened? You know what happened yeah, in uh, Ireland, Tony? You know what happened in Ireland? Well, I wasn't in Ireland, so please go. Oh, well, I'm telling you, this is pretty interesting stuff. I mean, we don't even have to talk about the matchups. Uh, it's uh, one gang versus another, and uh, some guy got shot at a boxing weigh-in in Dublin. Shot dead. Uh, and, and it's some guy was dressed up as a woman. One of the assassins. A uh, bunch of other guys were dressed up as police, and they say it's uh, a revenge killing. One of one of the guys at the weigh-in was a mob guy, uh, and it's IRA involved. I mean, this is serious shit. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> this was the big uh, boxing news all week in the Google alerts. <clears throat> And it uh, turns out they did kill one guy, sent a bunch of other people to the hospital, and they've already gone out and killed one dude who was part of the assassin team. They've already revenge killed him uh, over this shooting. Uh, and it's kind of crazy, too, because the Garda, the Irish police, they have a boxing team, and they're about to fight the FDNY guys. <laughs> and they're investigating all this shit now. 
Uh, boxing is making the news for all the wrong reasons over in Ireland. <laughs> uh, so, um, I got the story right in front of me. Um, this is pretty serious stuff. An Irish Republican Army faction has claimed responsibility for killing a reputed member of a drug-dealing gang in a machine-gun attack on a Dublin boxing pre-match event and is threatening to kill more criminal rivals. Um, and they admitted that their members were responsible for Friday's killing of David Byrne, 33-year-old guy. Uh, six people committed the attack, including three disguised as police officers armed with assault rifles. Um, and these are just IRA people, basically. I thought the IRA was dead, but nope. These are the second-generation, I guess, guys that uh, are not afraid to uh, flash <laughs> their muscle, basically. Uh, but, uh, so one guy has already been shot dead as retaliation. Eddie Hutch Sr. Um, was the name that was released. It's not been confirmed. He was known as, get this, The Monk. Same as, uh, George Foreman's son, The Monk. The Monk was killed over Eddie Byrne being killed. They killed The Monk. <laughs> Dublin. Killed the monk. Uh, and this is funny. His killers are thought to have escaped in a Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> well, if you want to escape, you escape in style. Yeah. So, Byrne was so part of a... Byrne, the guy that was killed at the boxing weigh-in, they say was part of a criminal gang loyal to Irish crime lord Christy Kinahan, who runs an international drug dealing operation from a base on the Costa del Sol. Kinahan's gang have been in dispute with North Dublin-based criminal The Monk, who vowed revenge for the murder of his nephew, Gary, in Spain last September. So this is a simmering feud. Uh, pretty crazy stuff, though. Shaking up the boxing world. And, uh... Hutch Sr., the guy who was killed... Uh, was one of a large group of the monks associates targeted in Operation Alpha, the first major investigation launched by the Criminal Assets Bureau. So it's deep, pretty deep stuff. There's a lot going on over there in Ireland. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Uh, but a good story, actually, from uh, Australia. This is uh, an interesting one. This is a uh, never too late for a comeback story. You guys, you guys, uh, gotta listen to this one. Fifty-four years okay. old. Fifty-four years old. Is it too late to come back? You didn't get a chance to talk it's much about this. Yeah, not at all. Frank Bruno is trying to come back at uh, fifty-four, but no. Uh, Father Dave Smith is uh, from Australia here, and uh, he's gonna make his professional comeback twenty years after his last bout. He wants to become Australia's oldest ever pro fighter from Sydney, Australia. And he's he's already doing it. He's going to fight Glenn Aristides, a man 10 years his junior in the super middleweight bout later this month. Anglican uh, parish priest known as the Fighting Father. Now, how do you punch a priest in the face? <laughs> And get away with it. Oh, do you have to say penance afterwards? <laughs> uh, he, uh, he got, 
Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, actually fought regular as an amateur since his retirement at 34. So he has few concerns about his physical state ahead of the fight. Uh, he passed his pre-fight medical and has been running around 100 kilometers a week to help him shed 6 kilograms since Christmas. I don't have my metric scale with me, so I can't help you out if you're wondering what that is in pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says, I don't know why I'm so bloody fit at the moment. I figure it must be uh, the good Lord's way of telling me to get back into the ring. Uh, February 19th is going to be his fight. And he's going to aim for half a dozen fights in 2016 if it works out. He says, when the body starts to fall apart, I'll know it's time to stop. Um, but he still has a few years to become the world's oldest professional boxer because that honor belongs to British cruiserweight Steve Ward, who is 59. Shit, we got some work to do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that means I could be boxing for 20 years if I started now. <laughs> He's got to move to Australia. <laughs> move, move rich to Australia, fun. He's going to be a boxer. Okay. Um, and he's doing it to raise money, of course. Uh, he also says boxing seems to really work as a form of therapy. There you go. I've always thought the same. Uh, as far as his adversary, guess what he said about his opponent? I think he's great. <laughs> oh, maybe you give him too much credit for being a nice guy. Here's a little boost of confidence for this guy. He says, I get the feeling he's pretty nervous, and he probably should be, too. <laughs> a little smack talk by the priest. The punching priest there. That's too funny. If his fists don't kill you, his sermons will. Wow. <laughs> the punching priest. I love that. The punching priest. <laughs> Yeah, and an old guy at that, so putting us all to shame, getting in there at his age. I actually have got a uh, story at the top of the blog tonight, too. Um, we got uh, a little gig going on with a uh, new website, learntobox.com, I think it is. I know, there's a link in the um, the article at the top of the blog tonight. You'll see it under this broadcast actually the link to this broadcast will go up later tonight but uh, yeah it's right there and it's basically uh, an introduction to how beginners get involved in boxing even though I'm trying to be a beginner in MMA now uh, so I got hooked up with this website it's gonna pay me like 15 bucks an article it's a pretty cool deal and uh, this is just the one I did for our site but be doing more for them on other sites. There it is. It's uh, we got the link. If you click the uh, learn the basics link, that's it. Learnhowtobox.com. They're based in New Zealand, believe it or not. Speaking of Australia, close <laughs> by. New Zealand. So check that out, people, when you get a chance. Uh, we don't have actually a hell of a lot going on. For some reason, I guess Valentine's Day is tough to sell a fight. I guess. 
Okay, don't have anything that's okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't more than a fight. It was a gang war. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was also the sixth and final match between Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake Lamada. Oh. Yeah, actually, there's uh, on Twitter somebody pointed me to an article. I didn't read it, but about uh, the Lamana rivalry there with uh, Sugar Ray. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm looking at the fight schedule now. I'm not seeing too much for boxing coming up this weekend. I know there's nothing from mixed martial arts except local stuff. Uh, but the big news in boxing this week uh, was actually an LA Times article. I don't know if you got a chance to um, check it out, Tony, but um, Premier Boxing Champions basically has gotten to the point where their numbers are starting to come out. Millions. I mean, a ridiculous amount of millions. And they're not getting the ratings that's going to turn around to being able to say to these networks that they're on now, you need to start paying for this. They're not getting any gate receipts that's justifying all this. And the fact that the guy that's helping Al Heyman run this now was the guy at the fund company a little while ago who made all this happen as far as the investment and now it's tanking it's like you know all this money was spent maybe for nothing if this fails and uh, you know the fighters are making good money and everything like that but what happens when the bubble bursts that's kind of what this article was asking about and believe it or not the guy from Spike TV uh, they did get on the record and, and he was the one who said that's that's got to be the model it's got to be flipped you know, they have to be able to justify flipping the script on these uh, networks and saying, okay, well, you know, we put $400 million into this to get it on your networks. Now you got to pay for it if you want to keep it. Uh, and to this day, the UFC still pays their, uh, has their production company do the ultimate fighter. So that goes, <laughs> you know, you've got to pay for it. Pay to play. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be able to turn it around. So it could be a big shakeup. And this guy, uh, Lance Pugmire from the LA Times, does a lot of good work. Um, he tried to track down the people at um, Premier Champions Boxing. And guess what? Not only does Al Heyman don't want to talk to reporters, nobody there wants to talk to reporters. Well, I was fighting I mean, doesn't that seem pretty suspicious that if you're not, if you're doing good, you know, if it's everything's worth bragging about, you got to have some spokesman come out and talk to a guy from the LA Times. But I mean, to have nothing to say, that uh, seems to me something's going wrong. And this uh, Waddell and Reed is the fun company. There was a little bit of a stink from their investors a little while ago about, you know, where is this money going? What is this paying for? Um, but on one uh, one good one good note, their their ratings have been going up. Yeah, I mean, some of the fights are very good. 
Yeah, these are um, that Garcia Guerrero fight was a hell of a fight. Right. So we'll just have to see if it keeps working. And I they, hope uh, so. can keep beating themselves and uh, putting on good shows. Putting the right people against each other. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff, though. Oh, here's a, here's a little press release from a former guest of ours I can uh, share with everybody. Amanda, the real deal Serrano from uh, Puerto Rico, now living in Brooklyn, will be fighting uh, February 17th in Manhattan for the vacant WBO World Female Featherweight title against former world champion Olivia Garula of Canada. Hello, right. I like talking to her, too. She's a hell of a nice girl. Yes, she was. She's promoted now by Debella Entertainment. And uh, she says, right now I'm focused on Olivia, but at the same time, I'm very confident about bringing that belt to Brooklyn and Puerto Rico on February 17th. And once I get that beautiful belt, we will be looking to unify. There is Jennifer Han, who is the IBF world champion. Soledad Matisse is the WBC and WBA champion. And she is finding Jelena Mergenovic. I want the winner. She wants to unify all four featherweight titles. And she says that's the only thing we care about. If we fail to make that happen, I will go down to 122 to fight for another world title. And become a four-division legitimate world champion just like Miguel Cotto. So, uh, Garula, her opponent, is 17-15-2 with three knockouts. Serrano is 26-1-1 with 19 knockouts. Gonna be at the BB King Blues Club and Grill. Pretty tough girl. One tough cookie. She's right about Rhonda too. Shitty boxing skills. <laughs> Almost predicted it was gonna happen. Yeah, let's see what else we got going on. A lot of TBA stuff. Well, you never know. TBA. You know what I got invited to next week, but I obviously I can't go because my work schedule. Hank Lundy's doing a um, media workout at my old gym, Mary Anderson Rec Center. I'm getting ready for his fight against um, Terrence Crawford. Oh, really? I was just a little co on Big Boxing Fan. We used to have lunch together. We talked boxing every day. And I said, I'm like, yeah, Linda, can you take pictures? He's like, yeah. I said, here, I'll get you a camera. We'll bring them to the media. I'll do the writing and you need the photos. Well, here's uh, another former guest of ours is fighting uh, Saturday in California, uh, Studio City, California, at the Sportsman's Lodge. It's a Bob Arum, Steve Bash card. And uh, Unimas, if you've got Unimas, you can watch it. So. Alex Saucedo is in the main event versus Clarence Booth. It's a welterweight fight. Uh, Saucedo is 20-0. Booth is 13-1. and 
co-main event is welterweights Yardley Suarez, 14-2, and, and Andy Vences, 14-0. And but uh, the former guest of ours is still undefeated, Toka Khan Clary. Had him on a few years ago uh, when he was a young up-and-comer. He is 17-0 and now. He's fighting a Gabino Kota, who is 18-5-1 at Super Featherweight. That's one card uh, worth watching this weekend if you can see it. <coughs> so I got a pretty interesting uh, cruiserweight fight in Florida. Hard-hitting promotions down there in uh, Ocala, Florida. Danny Santiago versus Galen Brown. Cruiserweight. Santiago 33-7-1. Brown 43-32-1. Good luck there. Might be the mismatch of the week here for you, Tony. Manny, Manny Woods. Manny Woods. He's 13-4 and one at Super Welterweight. He's fighting Aaron Anderson, who has three wins but 39 losses. He's fighting at the Hard Rock <laughs> Casino too. Hey guys, you know you, you, you gotta wonder if persistence has its limits. <laughs> three and 39. What in the world is he thinking? <laughs> and that's not the wow. worst. Wow, I'm, I'm going to catch on to this. Don't give up yet. I'm going to catch on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, it's like, I, have, I haven't hit my stride yet. Yeah, yeah, kind of a late bloomer, maybe you could say, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe he had some uh, personal problems going on in those 39 losses. Wow. Yeah. He's just you know, that's the sad. That's the sad thing about boxing. I mean, uh, no one, you know, at least in in baseball or football, the team lets you know when it's time to quit. He's not fat. He's just big boned. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, Thomas, I was saying a few weeks ago, you know, when we were talking about Roy Jones getting knocked out. You know, when you're on a football team, and you take a guy like Barry Sanders, who was a great running back. Now, Barry is kind of, and, and he's maybe not the greatest example because he hung him up when he was still producing very well. But you take a guy like Barry Sanders, you know, great running back, you know, you know, had great vision, and he had a great mind. So he, he knew what to do. And he had great vision, and then uh, his, his vision would see it, his mind would react, and his body would do it. You know, and he'd make that cut, he'd make that guy miss. Then say he starts getting older and maybe he loses a half a step, like Roy Jones did. So Roy, in his mind, he sees that big punch coming. You know, his body says, Roy, get out of the way. And back in the day, Roy would make that guy miss and hit him with about six, seven shots. Um, you know, just like a linebacker would nail, nail Barry Sanders behind the line of scrimmage when he'd make him miss and look like a fool 15 years ago, same thing. You know, that shot that Roy would have laughed at 15 years ago is now putting him on the canvas unconscious. So in football, you know, the coach says, you know what, you know, Barry's costing us, you know, 15 million a year, whatever it is, and he's just not worth the money anymore. He's not producing. We're going to go younger. We're going to draft the running back and we're going to cut him. Somebody else might try to pick him up. Usually that only lasts maybe a year or two. Like got a great running back like Damian Tomlinson, who was the best in the business back around 2003, 2004, 
couple years later, he starts to decline a little bit. San Diego lets him go. He goes to the Jets, and he's just a regular guy. He just he wasn't explosive. He wasn't you know anything. A year later, he's gone, and he's out of football, and he didn't have a choice unless he wanted to go you know play in Arena League or Canada. But in boxing, you know, you, your manager might even say, you know what. I cannot allow you to fight anymore, you know, and you can say, okay, and your promoter might say, you know what, I'm cutting ties with you, but there's another promoter that sees dollar signs, and another manager that sees dollar signs that's going to sign you and let you do what you want to do. That's a major difference. Yes, sir, and the uh, last fight we need to talk about for boxing is uh, another toe-to-toe Tuesdays event. From Sam's Town Hotel and Gambling Hall out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. On Fox Sports 1, uh, Mayweather Promotions is going to be promoting this one. Uh, Alexis Santiago is 23-1, 20 wins, 3 losses, 1 draw at Bantamweight. He's fighting Eric Ruiz. Eric with a K. That's 15-4 is his record. And Lionel Thompson is in the co-main event at light heavyweight. He is 16-3, fighting Paul Parker, who's 7-1. Lanell Bellows, also on the card at super middleweight. He's 14-1-1, fighting Antoine Aikens, who is 10-0-1. Then we've got Ladarius Miller, undefeated, 9-0 at lightweight, fighting Rolando Chunea, who is 11-1-1. So one of those ones has got to change. <laughs> it's a lot of ones. Uh, that's pretty much it for the, the good fights there. There is one way down at the bottom between uh, 19 and 7, Adam Mate, and uh, 9 and 0, Juan Geraldez. I love to wait, though. Nothing else jumping out on that one. And, uh,. On that Olivia Garula versus Amanda Serrano card, that's Wednesday night. Actually, that's before our show. So we got to go over that one. That's a pretty decent card in uh, New York at the BBB, BB King Blues Club and Grill. New York, New York. Uh, also on that card, that's the main event, Amanda's fight. But there's a middleweight fight on there. Avtondil Kurtzids. He is 31 uh, 2 2. It's super middleweight. No, middleweight. He's fighting uh, Giovanni Lorenzo, who I'm guessing is Italiano. I would, I would pick so. He is uh, 34 and 7. And uh, another fight, super middleweight. Lennox Allen, 20 0 and 1, fighting Martin Verdine, who is 21 19 and 2. I went into that one. And then we're over to Thursday, so talk about that next week uh shamrock versus gracie might as well get that uh talk about that a little bit shamrock has, comes in 28 16 and 2 hoist comes in 14 2 and 3 and uh, tom i think you need to call hoist he's he needs some tax advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh that's, that's a terrible situation he's in um i i think it's almost beyond filing he, he's gonna he, it looks like this is criminal yeah, and uh, he might need some money for lawyers. Yeah, so he might have to keep fighting for a while till. He because a lot this. of times, if you go to them and get a payment plan, you can avoid an indictment. But in this case, since they caught him, that's step one against him. 
and this really is blatant. If, if the charges are true, I mean, yeah, he is. Uh, he does have a presumption of innocence, but the IRS is. Uh, the IRS can punch pretty hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, it's put it this way: they can they can lose the early rounds, but they have an eraser, and all it takes is one punch. Uh, and we got in the co-main event, we got Kevin Ferguson, uh, better known as Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Uh, oh, yeah. Five yeah, and two, five and two, fight Fear Harris, who is uh, two and zero oh officially, but uh, has had a lot of backyard brawls. I think maybe even more than Kimbo himself. Uh, maybe not and apparently, I found out he was Kimbo's former bodyguard. Really? How about that first trivia? I guess they were they were buddies, and not that Kimbo needed street protection, but you know, someone to kind of ward off all the yeah, you know, just yeah, that kind of stuff. The way Mister T was Leon Spinks' bodyguard, I think it was kind of a situation like that. But yeah, I guess they were uh, pretty close friends at one time. I'm not sure what soured the relationship, but apparently, it is sour. <laughs> So, they're fighting each other. That should be a brutal brawl at the top of the card. And uh, maybe Kimbo could give Hoist some advice because when I got to ask Kimbo my only question during a conference call, Kimbo told me it's all about the paper. So, he must know the money situation. Well, uh, I'll say this much. Uh, spectacle fans will be too good. <laughs> yeah. The main and the co-main, uh, definitely in the Freak shows. Category. Freak shows. We'll see if it lives up to the circus billing. But, you know, that's kind of Scott Coker's style. Scott Coker is more of a pride-type guy. He's getting a lot of people involved. There's a few more signings. The UFC got uh, taken away from them this week. Uh, by Bellator, so it's getting pretty interesting. Um, another story, too, we didn't talk about uh, Mayhem Miller. Jason Mayhem Miller is not going to be... I used to watch him on that Billy Beatdown show. Yeah, yeah. He's he's had some run-ins with the police lately, and now he's finally getting back to fighting at a company called Venator. Uh... Venator, FC, or something like that. It's an Italian-based company, and he's fighting Luke Barnett, somebody I interviewed uh, during the Ultimate Fighter taping there of uh, a few years ago. He has just been cut by the UFC, so Venator picked him up, and they're going to be putting him in against <laughs> Jason Mayhem Miller, who is coming out of retirement. Last fight of his was C.B. Dalloway, and he vowed before that fight, I will retire if I can't beat C.B., and uh, that's one of those cases that makes you say, all right, when that guy dies, you better study his brain. <laughs> well, mayhem is messed up from too many punches to the head and many other things, I think. But uh, we'll have to see uh, if he has that CTE stuff because it would make a lot of sense with his behavior. But uh, it's good to see him back in the cage and not uh, having fights with police. <clears throat> but... Uh, We'll see. We'll see if he's got uh, what it takes to actually make a real comeback. Uh, getting back to this Bellator card, uh, we also have some other decent fights here. Uh, actually, good matchups with uh, people who've got, had a lot of fights recently. Emmanuel Newton, 25-9-1, fighting Linton Vassell, 15-5 here. This is, uh, you know, uh, long-standing beef, I think. Uh, these guys have been around a while in the division, so... <coughs> See what happens there. Manuel Sanchez, 12 and 2, fighting Daniel Pineda, 21 and 11. Melvin Gallard back in action, 32, 15 and 2, fighting Derek 
Campos, who's 15 and 6. And Justin Wren coming in at 11 and 2, fighting Juan Torres, who was 3 and 3. That might be the MMA mismatch of the week right there. <laughs> 3 and 3. I don't know. Juan has a big uphill battle to climb there. Well, if this Torres guy has uh, watched films, at least he'll know, hopefully not to uh, fall for that your shoes untied trick. <laughs> <laughs> that was still, I have never seen that in my life. I, I just, well, <laughs> the three stooges, you know. <laughs> Can you believe that that, you know, we haven't seen Justin Wren's opponent, uh, since then, I think Bellator got rid of him after that. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to try to connect with uh, Lodoon Sincade. Guess what his nickname is, Tom? Uh, let's see, the, uh, was it the Vanilla Gorilla? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Vanilla Gorilla. Yeah. Gorilla. That's classic. I thought that was pretty funny. Alright, Sometimes my Skype gets screwy on me. Doesn't like to remember that I've programmed somebody's name in here. Already. No? Not gonna help me out, Skype? You gonna do me like that? Alright, Skype. with me. Add. Add Lodoon. Have you ever heard of anybody else named Lodoon? Uh, no. Pretty unique name, I'd say. Oh, Is this High Dune? I'm looking for High Dune. Lodoon. Oh, Lodoon. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Loden. Loden. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good? Yes. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. We are on the line here with uh, Tony the Tornado and Psychic Tone. How you doing, Loden? Uh, I'm doing fabulous. Uh, great, great night here in Florida. Uh, I have a great uh, neighbor over and I have a wonderful dog. What more you say? <laughs> what more to be said? And we understand you're looking for a fight, right? Yeah. If you go to syncadeandme.com, you'll see it. We have it advertised there, as well with our other sponsors. But um, it, yeah, it's just time I went through enough, and I don't want to be one of those people that look back and have regret. Right. Would have, should have, could have. Um, you can't do it. Um, if I go and at least try and complete what I'm trying to do, um, that better said than the guy who never did and sits and thinks about it his whole life. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to motivate myself to get an amateur mixed martial arts fight before I get 204. I'm 38 years old myself and I uh, boxed a lot amateurs, but uh, have never done the MMA and I've, I've done a little bit of karate and... Uh, and a little wrestling in high school, so I have a little. You can't realize 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, you realize that um, find your why, and that's your why. Um, you already have it there. Now it's just about manifesting it. You just have to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for you, uh, when was the last time you did get in there? Uh, it's been, I believe, five years now. Maybe six. Uh, the last guy I fought was a guy called Diva Santana, the arm collector, and that was in California. And um, it, it, it should have went to a decision. Uh, not a big fan of Larry Langless refereeing, but uh, he did have my back, but he was throwing like, Basically, punches that couldn't crush a grape, and I was punching back behind me, and uh, um, that's the way it ended. And went through trials and tribulations of life after that. Uh, found again my why, and uh, kind of realized that um, I can't go out that way, right. and I can't go out, you know, questioning myself. That's the one burden that I want to bring into life. Because if you bring a burden like that into your life, that will affect the people around you. All right. And um, is there anybody out there that you'd really like to fight? Do you have, like, a, a long-standing beef with anybody out there that you'd like to settle? Well, it's funny you mention that. There's a promotion <laughs> in Italy that just signed Jason Mann Miller. Yeah, we are just talking uh, about yeah. him five minutes ago. Yeah, Venator. Um, I don't know if I have the right pronunciation, but yeah. Venator FC in Italy. Um, a good friend of mine, Ernest uh, Henry, you'll find him on my Facebook, LodenKaisenK.com. Um, he is in good standing with these guys, and uh, once he told me Jason signed there, um, that's the one fight where. No beef, no anything, but that's the one fight where I truly did not show up and do the job that I did. And I can't give anything away from him. He did uh, the proper camp. He did the proper work. I did not. And that was my bad. But it's time to uh, rectify that situation. I'd, l- I'd love another opportunity to him. Um, Bobby Southworth is another one, but I believe he's pretty done. Um... I'd actually like to fight everybody I've ever lost to. Uh, Nate Quarry would be an awesome and excellent fight, but uh, again, I believe he's on another ventures. It's just, uh, yeah, one of those things where a loss, it haunts you, it haunts you uh, to the point to where you have to give your opponent credit and respect them, but at the same time, when you realize who you were in that situation and uh, what what life was bringing you, um, another opportunity would be fabulous. So, um, the fact of the matter that Jason may have Miller is fighting again, um, that would be an amazing opportunity. I think that would be quite mockable for most MMA fans out there. Right. Mayhem versus the Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, round uh, 2.0. 2.0, yes. Part 2. Yeah, part uh, 2, part 3. And we can do the third. It's just, he's one of those cats, too. Is, um, he, um, let's see. I don't know. I've been called 
too many things in my life, but things are on a different level, and as well as uh, learning. And so I think it'd be very marketable. I think it'd be very entertaining. And I think if we both showed up, the athletes that we both are, um, we'd be qualified to watch as well. Right. And uh, who would you say has been the toughest uh, person you ever fought so far? Um, that guy happens to be this weird, crazy guy. And he actually still comes around a little bit. Uh, his name's Lindsay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, your, your biggest enemy is always yourself. Right. Um, but one of the toughest guys, and I'll give him credit um, beyond recognition. I always call him my Apollo Creed, actually. His name is Ahmad Reese. And uh, we fought twice. The first one, it didn't go in the book, so I didn't get a, I didn't get a mark on my record, and so I went on the field. Um, it was back in the day when um, the sanctioning bodies weren't all together. And so, um, and I believe it was actually before uh, Shredal was on, online to give you uh, a, a real uh, history of your fight record. Right. But uh, Ahmad Reese, and he's telling uh, this guy from Crenshaw, uh, no, he's from Inglewood, actually. And, um, yeah, he beat me, so I beat him, so, and um, we talk to this day. <laughs> he, he's truly my Apollo Creed. Um, gives me some of the best advice, kind of replaces the brain matter that he shoved out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 um, you know, voting on a com comprehensive medical marijuana law, vote yes on two, a little plug there, but that's what we're going to in Florida. Um, veterans and all that, I, I truly hate hurting other human beings. I just happen to be good at it. <laughs> I, I consider myself the same way. <laughs> You know, people ask mm -hmm. sometimes, how how could you fight a friend of yours, you know? Uh, what, what if you like somebody that you have to spar with? Well, that's the way it is, you know. You, you, after every fight, <laughs> even if you hate each other, you, you're going to shake hands, usually. <laughs> that, well, that's how yeah, happens. at least uh, buy someone at least a small fry afterwards. Right. You, know, just, <laughs> you, uh, you, you have to respect them for giving you the opportunity to let those demons out. We all have our internal demons. Um, most of us will never get rid of them, but you can keep them on a leash. And to get the opportunity to work with another individual who might be going through the same thing, you have to give them much love and respect. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, so where are you based these days? Well, uh, we, we might do a part two on this, but I'm now in Florida, and I think mid, uh, I lived in, uh, pre-weather, actually, I'm in gym for a minute, but I made the uh, mistake of inviting the wrong people into to my dream and uh, end up going homeless.
because of that, uh, it was a nice girlfriend. And um, the first thing I want to say is that you can blame no one but yourself. The only person in charge of your dream is you. And once you involve other individuals and let them run more than they should, bad things will happen. And I went through that experience. Um, but I'm a builder, I'm a maker, and I'm a survivor. Um, I went homeless empowerment program here in Florida. I was living my dream for a second. Great gym is, is um, another point to make is that it was making money in its second month. And most uh, small upcoming businesses like that don't make money for a year. Um, long story short, things went awry. Um, but now I made it and I'm regrouping here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And it's uh, an offset of St. Petersburg called Pinellas Point. Awesome. Well, um, what would you okay, say? You, you did say Clearwater, right? I was in Clearwater at a gym called Vanilla Gorilla Fitness. Um, okay. And now we're going to do Syncade MMA. And it actually might be Savage, Savage Syncade MMA. Nice. Like another one of my great sponsors, SavageMenWear.com, uh, some of the best clothing. And Outslayer.com is probably going to su supply our uh, gear, all of it. And uh, these are both American companies. And that's really important to my heart as well. <clears throat> but um, this this place right here, um, right here, you just, um, if you look it up, you'll see there's, there's a lot of things going on where, you know, people have lost their way. But people can easily find a cause if they believe in it. I believe I can believe I can bring something to these yeah these youth out here that was brought to me uh, this MMA game I, I, I consider it martial arts it saved my life because um, once you know how to fight you generally don't have to um, <laughs> and that goes for not only the fight physically right. but the fight of life right exactly you find a better way. You find a way out of nowhere. You you realize the teaching of your elders like Benny Jet Yukita's Gokor Chivichi and, and Judo Jean LaBelle. Um, all all were my first mentors and instructors in, in this MMA. I had teammates like Manny Gambroni and Carl Friesian and even a young Ronda Rousey used to throw people around back in the day at the highest end grow up in uh Hollywood, California. Awesome. So um, you take those things, you run with them, but uh, um, you never lose anything in life if you don't lose the lesson. Um, I finally, to a point in my life where I learned a lesson, and the lesson is no regrets, um, make the proper adjustments, and I truly believe it, it, it's just uh, it, it's just truly my time. Um, even at 42 years of age, um, the fact that I'm now sober, I'm off all the medications um, from the VA and stuff that they gave me for bipolar, but you know, bipolar, they all that stuff back in the day, but um, I'm finding a way out of Norway, and I'm realizing that martial arts is not only a way of life, but it's a cure to life. It gives you, it, it gives you a better gratification of what truly is important. Right. 
Heck yeah. Actually, we were just talking earlier in the broadcast about a 54-year-old guy in uh, Australia, uh, a father, preacher, uh, trying to be the oldest guy to ever fight a professional fight, even though that guy right now is 59 years old, who has that record. This guy's 54, and he's making a comeback 20 years after his last He's in great shape down there. Yeah. Uh, I just read about him the other day, so we talked about it on the show. Uh, so it's never too late. I mean, that's that's the motto, I guess, of tonight's episode. <laughs> it's just a matter of how you face it. How you I, don't want to go. I, I truly believe that sometimes um, drive and just basically heart can overtake talent and technique. Um, you, you, we've seen it. We've all seen it in the Rocky movies. Um, if you want it enough, you can manifest that, and you can truly make that happen. There's obviously steps to make. It's not just going to happen if you wish upon it. But um, if you go out there and you train to your abilities of what you you know currently have in your body, the sky's the limit. Um, why would put a cap on anybody? You never know. You never know, and. Um, People like that give other people that may have given up on certain other things a lot of hope and opportunity to get through those things. True right. heroes. Good point. Uh, now, what do you love most about mixed martial arts? <laughs> I love the fact that, ironically, it is the most peaceful place on the planet <laughs> when you're in a fight. <laughs> Um, there's no ex-girlfriend, there's no mortgage, there's no car payment. All there is is one other individual, one, just one, who's going out to impress his skills on your skill set. And once you find the piece of your skill set, it's, it's, it's the most beautiful place in the world. Um, there's no other place like it. I love the peace of mind of uh, fighting. Yeah, that's a good place to be at, you know, because uh, some people get so nervous about a fight, they get so jazzed up, they, they doubt themselves at some point, but once you have that supreme confidence, you know you've trained hard enough for this, you know you're ready for this, and you get in there and you do well with what you've been training in, there's nothing nothing like it in the world, that's that confidence that you get from fight to fight if, as you're winning. Even as you're losing it, as long as you're learning something, you know, um, between camps. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I, I, I truly believe that, um, I mean, if we could get a, a government, a Congress, and all that in a one-minute fight, <laughs> they could realize a lot about yeah. themselves and maybe they could dictate some change, like... <laughs> Uh, I'll hit the just, bag and I'll, 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 lot of truth. I'll resolve my problems from what truly matters in this world. Ten minutes hitting the bag sometimes, uh, all my thoughts will come together. You know, it's just, there's something to just exercise in general that makes your brain work better. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Well, even there's all that things, and uh, you know, like my uh, my own instructor used to say that. Uh, um, all we are is what we think. The mind is everything. Right. What we think we become. And once you stop thinking, it's kind of crazy and ironic how the real thoughts come to you. Right. Man, 
dropping knowledge here on us tonight. Uh, <laughs> Making us. Well, I, I told you this might be a part two. Broadening our horizons here. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up because uh, this is. Uh, I wasn't ready for it the first time. Right. Um, I grew up in an environment of a mother who was born in a mental institution. My father was a raving, mad alcoholic that abused uh, everybody in his circle. Um, I grew up listening to thoughts in my head of, you're never going to do anything. I had not a fear of failure, but I had a fear of success. I was used to struggle. I was used to trials and tribulations. Um, no more. No more. Because um, I see the bigger picture. Through this fight, through um, promotions like yourself, this great program that we're on right now, um, through everything, it's going to change a lot of people's lives. And then we can make a lot of heroes out of the, um, just striving for their own personal dreams. Um, never say no. The only problem that anybody's ever faced is not going after the dream. If you go after the dream and don't grab it, at least you follow that road. The person that never followed that road, never even stepped a foot on that path, will have that for the rest of their life. But you did it. Uh, now tell us, what's your ultimate goal with all this? This comeback with mixed martial arts in general, um, with everything. What's your ultimate goal? Life, all of it. Well, life, life will unfold as it does. I'm, you know, I'm going to dictate certain things. Right. But my ultimate goal is my uh, web designer, Ernest, on ThinkKidMMA.com, and I are going to bring out some of his old brands. Um, we're going to start another business, uh, another club, like I said, in this area. And this is, you know, it's a little bit of a rougher of a neighborhood, and that's what people need. We're making uh, guys here ready for life, not fighting, because what fighting does it makes men. I, I basically, know I'm so short, is I want to give a lot more than I ever took from this world. And um, my ultimate goal is to make a shitload of money on fighting, so I can give most of it away to help the causes that are near and dear to my heart. Cool. Yeah, I try to give when I can. I, I got a firewood business uh, called the Deadwood Society. So, as the society oh, part, awesome. the society part is we give wood away to veterans every now and then. We, we gave a half cord to a guy up here who had some stolen from him so it was on top of you know doing a good deed you're replacing something that was stolen you know so you're making up for a bad deed which is good uh, yeah absolutely um kind of replacing that karma very awesome especially the fact that you did it for veterans because um i am a veteran u.s navy um and that is one of the dearest causes of my heart as well yeah. um anytime that my club opens, all veterans, everyone's going to have to pay. I got to pay rent. But <laughs> all veterans get 30% off anything, always. Awesome. Always. So, yeah. That's gear, that's whatever. Um, 
even if they don't have it, I'll, I'll split the bill sometimes. But cool. I'm also a firm believer that you, you do have to pay your way in this world. Oh, yeah. But I don't have to make a profit out of anybody. <laughs> you got to make a little. You, know. you got to get by. <laughs> just don't have to, you well, know. I just got to keep the lights on people. so we That's can at least, you know, grapple and, you know, some, 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 something, you know. Right. I don't want this to be a jackass movie that we're throwing medicine balls in the back of a dark out truck. <laughs> we, we need a, you know, a proper gym. Right. Uh, is there anybody that uh, was a big role model to you growing up, either inside or outside the sport? Yes. Yes, sir. Um, my biggest role model has been Donald DeMars. Um, again, I had mentioned it earlier in this cast that uh, my father was... Yeah. But uh, Donald DeMars was the one father uh, figure I had in my life, and... Um, he had Donald DeMars International, and he he was one of the creators of the uh, racquetball courts with the plastic glass as his inspiration. And um, he uh, had polio as a child, and uh, but the best man ever, he got into athletics. And Benny Jett, all those, uh, Gokor and Gene LaBelle, of course, my role models because um, the simple fact of the matter is that they showed me more about life and being a real man than about fighting. And they showed me a hell of a lot about fighting. But that shows to their character. They were um, unbelievable people. Um, literally, the type of people that would give you the shirt off their back. And I believe it probably happened a few times with me. <laughs> Some of my experiences going through life. Yes. Cool. Uh, how about anybody you want to give a shout out to or thank before we let you go tonight? Yeah. I would love to give a shout out to uh, unitedforcare.org. I'd also love to give a shout out to savagemenwear.com. And I'd also like to give a shout out to my uh, good friend Ernest, who is my web. Webmaster, SynkateMMA.com, SynkateMMA.com, and I'd like to give a shout out to the Thurman promotion that we talked about, Venator FC, and let them know that, let the man monkey fight the gorilla, <laughs> and, and show who the real primate is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane Smitty, my good buddy Shane Smitty gave me this uh, jerky that, um, he makes his own jerky. Uh, it, it cleared my hostess. <laughs> we will go there, but uh, uh, my good friend Rick here, my neighbor, and uh, of course, the last and for sure one is the true Americans and those are the veterans. Um, yeah. Every every person out there that straps those boots on and marches, even though we're unsure of the causes or why we're fighting, they strap up and they go every day for us to sit here and be able to do what we're doing currently, me and you. I, I love those guys with that. My that's forever. Awesome. Yeah, I got a big uh, military history myself. Uh, I went to military school 
Air Force Academy, Norwich, and Virginia. Oh, guy. Yeah. Well, I didn't last at the Air Force Academy. They threw me out because I couldn't pass calculus. But uh, I went all four years to military school, so I know a lot of guys that went over and served, and few who died, unfortunately. Uh, so the veterans are big, big for me too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just uh, you gotta realize that if you believe or not believe in the causes, what we're going through, because there's, there's a, everybody's starting to get a little divided. These men and women still strap up and do their duty. Right. And if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be able to be protesting. Uh, your rants and rages about what they're doing. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, last words, advice? Uh, final thoughts, last <laughs> words is uh, I'm a little bit of a hippie, but United uh, <laughs> for Care dot org. Yeah. Uh, I think cannabis is one of the best things for a lot of this PTSD people. A lot of these veterans coming home, and I think it's ridiculous that the government can tell us that a plant is illegal. Dot com, um, and uh, hat. I don't know. I just kind of in a great mood because uh, I'm back. So we just did this jazz for quite some time, and um, I realize what's important in life, and I hope a lot of people do. I wish everybody the best and so grateful for this opportunity no problem anytime and uh, after your first win maybe we'll have you back on to talk about it how about that <laughs> that'd be great um, anytime you guys need me or anytime we can do uh, these conversations this is fun um, right. I'm always down for it cool well it's been great chatting with you and uh, I'd say good luck but I don't think you need it I think you got a good head on your shoulders and you're, you're facing in the right direction here so uh, it's just, uh, I let's found my done. why. All I right. found my why, and no one's going to take that from me. Nice. That's fine. All right, we'll let you watch yeah, the rest I, of I, the I, uh, I have Democratic to add my debate. psychic prediction, and I'll tell you what, Lynn, my, my, my crystal ball is saying nothing good stuff, buddy. You're really back. I love your mindset, and, you know, fighting is so mental. So many people forget that, but your mind really seems like you've uh, really dug deep. You're where you need to be. I appreciate that, sir, and uh, I totally agree 100% is that um, here's the thing. A lot of people from my past and my history will think that I'm the crazy drunk guy. Um, my goal now is to be the eccentric guy <laughs> because all <laughs> eccentric guy is a guy with a bunch of money, and then with that money, I can make change and show you that sometimes outside-the-box thinking is what we're all missing all right. Well, it's been great chatting with you, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on you. Pleasure. We'll be in touch, of course, through the website. And uh, I actually found out about you on Twitter, so whoever's running your Twitter stuff. Um, yeah, I'm lazy and I have to keep going on Twitter. Um, I just, uh, I don't even watch television. I don't listen to the radio, I don't read a newspaper. Um, I'm one of those guys that are unplugging sometimes because <laughs> then you can plug in yes. to your true computer network. Good. That's good. So, Walden Wood stuff right there. Yeah. Awesome. Henry David Thoreau. I bet you've read him, right? 
um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Henry David Thoreau wrote Walden, you know, on Walden. Oh, yep, yep, yep. He, he has a great uh, speech about the rose. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, watch the movie I Am by the director who, I forgot his name currently, but he did a documentary, uh, it's called I Am. It, we're, we're all one. We're, we all exist together. Um, pray to who you want. Um, do what you like, but just remember that the universe is all connected. Exactly. So why not be good? Because good things are always going to come back. Yep. What goes around comes around. So uh, absolutely, sir. Sure. Watch that. I am, though. It's amazing. I'll check it out. All right. Thanks a lot, Loden. And uh, we'll definitely uh, do what we can to try to get you that fight, too. So. Watch your mailbox. Uh, there's no way to try it. it. It's happening right now. All I do is not stand in the way. Awesome. Uh, but I appreciate the time. It's It's been a pleasure. And uh, I wish you all the best. You too. You have a good night. There's uh, Lodun Sincade, folks. Uh, he's, uh, he's got a pretty... Uh, we're talking to him. Um, and uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, so we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Like I said, it just sounds like he's really dug deep into a lot of different mental disciplines. And, and anyone that thinks fighters are nothing but Neanderthal thinkers um, ought to talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was so impressed. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, we'll call it a broadcast after that. Now, Lodun, actually, his record is 15-9 officially on Sherdog, which is probably not correct because he did say something about fighting before they kept records. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I see uh, he had the uh, fight with Jason Miller back in 2006. So uh, almost uh, maybe they could fight by the 10th anniversary of that fight. <laughs> 2006, 2016. Uh, Submission, rear naked choke in the first round there, so maybe he can avenge that one and uh, we can get these uh, Venator people to uh, put it together if uh, Mayhem survives against Luke. We'll see. <laughs> All right, we're going to call it quits uh, for the night. Until next week, we're going to have another great guest next week. Thanks for uh, loading, for stopping by and talking with us. And uh, Tom and Tony, uh, as always, good stuff. All right, man. Keep your head up, Tony. Uh, over now. When in doubt, jab out. <laughs> Adios.